What would it be like if you could decode your conditioned self so you can start seeing your true self? What if you could be reprogrammed to shift your way of looking at things while expanding your awareness with courage? You're in luck. In this episode, I spoke with Dr. June Shimashu of drjune.com. Dr. June discussed his approach to healing by tapping into your quantum nature, which you're going to learn about, to determine where you're at in the present moment. Understanding how your awareness can impact your health is an imperative first step to conscious life. Without further ado, my conversations with Dr. June. Hi, Dr. June. How are you? Great. Thank you. How are you, Judy? I'm wonderful. We're going to dive deep into all things quantum health and healing. So first and foremost, give us a little bit more of an insight on where you're from. So I moved from Japan 35, almost 34 years ago now, yes, to U.S. in Seattle, Washington, where I reside. Oh, wow. Oh, you're in Seattle. I didn't realize that. First and foremost, I realized after looking at your history, you practiced traditional Chinese medicine in the late 1990s. And then in the early 2000s, explored homeopathic medicine, applied kinesiology and the bioenergetic field. Okay. And then in 2010, you started looking into functional and mind medicine to incorporate into your practice to now your most recent achievement in 2020 is receiving a doctorate and PhD in in integrative medicine from Quantum University. Would you please share with our followers why you chose to go into all these different fields of interest? Yes, so it is very fortunate for my family background. My grandfathers, they are Chinese herbal doctors or herbalists and uh, they're into the natural healing. And my uncle and aunt, uh, they are Chinese medicine doctors in Japan. So I grown up in the environment that was just a daily routine. They always talk about what, what kind of nutrition you should be eating because of this anti-cancer, you need to do hydrotherapy. We had a, two tubs at home, luxury. We had a hot tub and a cold tub. So I've done already since I was probably remembering six, seven years old, big between back and forth between the hot tub and the cold tub. I was doing that this routinely and I had this sand clock, you know, flip one minute. I was freezing. I was screaming. <laughs> so, oh, that, that's amazing. Yes. Because my grandfather, he cured himself from high blood pressure using the hydrotherapy. So he was adamant about this particular natural method that are very popular in Japan. Yeah. Whoa. So you've been a biohacker since a, a baby, essentially. <laughs> I wasn't aware, but uh, obviously now I was like, oh, okay, that, that's what I have done when I was little. I mean, that's amazing because it is remarkable, the cold plunging and then doing the sauna, you know, uh, yeah. that back and forth. That's what I do every single week. And mm-hmm. I absolutely believe in all of it. I've been doing it for several years now. And what you just said about your grandfather curing his blood pressure is yeah. people need to listen into that. That's amazing. Simple, you know, resetting autonomic nervous system, right? Using stimulation with the two different extreme, body can you know reset itself. Yes, absolutely. So, okay, so let's dive into what you see clinically. When you started with traditional Chinese medicine, did you see, you know, things that you needed to add on to? Hence, the reason your extensive professional Correct. background. Yes. So, can you talk a little bit about that? So, you know, I studied as a Chinese medicine background. However, you know, when I see all my colleagues, my affiliate doctors, 
either the Western medical doctors or chiropractic doctors, you know, or naturopathic doctors, we st start from a certain point because from our experience, right? Then this is something that we resonate at the beginning. As we explore seeing the patient, we all see the patients in a different challenges. So most of the time, any colleague, we all agree that we come to the point what I do, let's say Chinese medicine, there's a certain, okay, I can resolve some issues, but then I need to dig into deeper. I, I could, I face the challenges that you could go beyond that. So still patients are suffering. Same as naturopathy, same as chiropractic, same as Western medical doctors, right? So we all agree that our own medicine is not the only answer. So this is where my the, my mind start exploring, I need to tap into a different type of modalities, different healing process, you know, the therapies. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Hence, homeopathy and, and yes. just all of that. All of that. Yes. And I, I mean, I didn't want to become everything, chiropractic doctors. I didn't want to become naturopathy because I had to go through all entire schooling in my life. Right. So I, adding to all the certification, continue education, tap into different modality to understand how they all approach and they have different answers in different areas. So then now I start seeing the view of how can I integrate whole things? This is I start became so passionate about integration early, early in my practice. And when I start into 10 years practice, I start referring patients, working with many different doctors and healers and practitioners. And we start having conversation together to sake of a patient's wellness, right? <laughs> yeah, which I think is so important. Yes. And I feel like in the westernized side of medicine, it feels very singular mm -hmm. and the body doesn't work that way. The mind doesn't work that way. So your approach and your curiosity and then clinical observations, it makes sense to me to start seeing, well, this one patient requires a different approach. And maybe we do need to do homeopathy. Maybe we do need to incorporate essential oils. And so learning about that, kudos to you and seeing that 20 some years ago is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, it was very challenging. It was very pioneer or out there work. You know, many people don't agree with it, but I was just passionate about it. I was sharing and anybody who have followed my teaching or my principle behind them. And you know, coming from the heart center, you know, it's always, if you're open to it, you can keep inviting, or even the Western medical doctor, I have many friends, medical doctors, they are so, they call closet doctors. They believe what we believe. But politically speaking, in the clinical speaking, you know, they cannot express or they cannot practice or say so much about other medicine, right? Yes. We can dive deeper into that. Right. It could be a whole nother interview. Conversation, so, yes. Yes, yes. Well, I'm going to quickly just do a couple um, cited quotes. So Chinese medicine is one of the oldest medical practices in the world. Acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicines date back to the 2,200 years ago. And I, I will put all my site sourcing in the description of this episode. So traditional Chinese medicine has been the mainstream approach to medicine in many foreign countries for many centuries up until the 1900s. The Western world presented advancements in testing and drug discovery, which took a hold. And we've had decades of new ideologies towards healing and treatment. The westernized approach to healing has been at the forefront of health in the last century, up until the last decade or so. Alternative medicines such as Chinese medicine, naturopathic medicine, functional health, integrative medicine has 
reemerged as a complementary field of interest for health options in the U.S., which you had just talked about. Now, according to Grandview Research 2021, the global complementary and alternative medicine market is predicted to grow 23.7% in the next seven years. Whoa. And currently has a global tag. You guys, this is mind blowing to me, has a global tag worth $117 billion. Okay. So as a practitioner that provides a variety of alternative medicine, complementary modalities to patients, why do you feel that patients are seeking integrative health options versus relying solely on westernized care? That's a heavy question. (laughs) Yeah. It's a heavy question. Yes. Yes. I would say two things, right? Yeah. Because, you know, it's easy to practice within the culture. If you've been told this is how we eat. This is how we, you know, should be, you know, doing exercise. So if we've been taught many, many generations, then we, you know, we got trained. So then now it's your, our ego become comfortable. Okay. It's because we can predict, right? So here, so that's one of the more the issues that the, they tap into this Western model mindset. Okay. This is the way I should be eating, thinking, the way acting. So it's very challenging to go outside, but then there's a certain limitation to that by living the way in the box. So now people start getting frustrated within that given you know, protocol. Okay, I'm not hearing it. Now I'm having more medication than ever, right? Yeah, doctor, you talk about the nutrition, but then you really don't talk about, okay, can you give me more detailed information? They cannot go more than that because Western medicine is not based on the model of the uh, healing process, more about the emergency medicine. Now that's the morphine came in the picture, the drug can shut down the pain. That is amazing. Surgery can stop the death, you know, from the deep issues. Now, I think to the point that people start getting understanding more and more so, awareness expanding, and then social media through any type of, you know, the access that we have, that we can be educate ourselves now, we say, okay, well, what about this? What about that? Most people start noticing more and more so about complementary medicine, what other healing can do for them. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and what you just said too about the fact that, you know, westernized medicine for is great. Westernized medicine is great for a lot of different things. And, and you just hit the nail on the head, emergency, right? Needing mm-hmm. instant pain relief, surgery, mm-hmm. but more and more now autoimmune and chronic disease is rampant. Yes. And so now we need lifestyle shifts. We need, you know, alternative modalities to just deal with it every day. People are in chronic pain. People are dealing with chronic Lyme. People are overly toxic. So I think that's really, really fascinating. Now, I want to ask you another question. Have you experienced any resistance by other types of practitioners, even patients for the type of healing work you do? And if so, why? So- I think, let me just think about this one, okay? Yeah, but I think the ego is the one that I come to the, my mind is that as we human being, they, you know, often if somebody challenge you, then it's because we feel, especially Western medicine, they're the, the top of the uh, pyramid. We rule the old medicine. We rule this thing being brainwashed. Not necessarily that individual they believe, but then have been taught okay, you are the, the best person to be consulted with, right? So somebody that other medicine or the healing starts, you know, believing the chronic illnesses and curing it. I mean, that challenged them, I think, personally. Right? So they yes. stand in their way. 
you know, for them to open their heart. <laughs> I think that was a perfectly answered message. So my, my, just my other thought on that is the psychological phenomenon that Westernized care was at the top. It does have a definite ego mm -hmm. influence and culturally we've all kind of bought into that. Right. So that, what you just said really hit the nail on the head. Thank you so much. Let's switch gears. So I want to know a little bit more about quantum healing. Can you describe to our fathers, what is quantum healing? Yes. So think about the word quantum. First of all, I think a definition of a quantum, right? That's the one of the most challenging words. Most people say, well, very trendy, very sounds, you know, fascinating, right? But what does what really mean quantum? If you look at the Latin root, quantum is just the smallest, most tiniest subatomic particle that, that has this, you know, they observe the phenomena of this subtle, those tiny, tiny, you know, atoms, right? So that's the study of that. And then when the quantum science emerged, you know, 1920s, so they observed that those teeniest, teeniest subatomic particle, their behavior, they called one theory called quantum entanglement, right? So this is just, uh, they opened the eye of this experience that two identical photons, they separated 100 miles away. They stimulate one photon by electromagnetically. The other photon, which is 100 miles away, they behave at the same time, the same way. So when they observe the phenomenon, Einstein has been challenged. Einstein says, everything takes speed of light to change. But if they happen simultaneously, go beyond speed of light. So that theory didn't make sense for the Einstein. He first said, spooky action at the distance. That's his quote, right? Now, later on, he admit, if it's a new way to theorize this two things has been entangled. Okay, I'll take that theory. So that was the merge of a quantum science. So that was application of this phenomenon that everything's happened at the same time once two things entangled together. You've just kind of <laughs> answered both two questions simultaneously. Yes, yes, so it's really is a complicated thought because, you know, I, I, I also think thoughts have now the ability to be measured based on new studies about the neurochemistry behind the thought. So now that kind of has some weight to it, which yes. I think is fascinating. But the phenomenon where I, I looked at that study, the phenomenon where a person or somebody across the world yes. can entangle with somebody else, and it has a measurable way of, you, you can actually have a measurement around it. I think that yes. is mind-blowing. They're able to, able to communicate by the set of frequency, just like a cell phone or radio. When you tune into the dial in a particular frequency, you can pick up a signal, correct? Yes. That's yes. what the human beings are capable of, picking other people's signal yes. through the photons or light or consciousness. It's so, it's so mind blowing to me. I absolutely love this stuff. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the work that you do discuss healing with energy and how I think it's fascinating to how you can determine the point of origin for a disease. Can you explain a little bit about yes. that? So this is where the early years of my discovery through one of the techniques that I learned so-called NAET. This is the abbreviation of a doctor's name, medical doctor, Dr. Nambajuripad. Elimination E stands for, and A stands for allergy. 
T stands for technique, called N-A-E-T, okay? So I was very fascinated about that because this is where we use the applied kinesiology, which is a muscle testing, so people often they call it. But what it does is using the nerve uh, response by using the physical muscle strengths, but basically use the nervous system by the frequency electromagnetically, you're able to measure it by accessing to the person's you know, energetic field. Because our body, we, Dr. Bruce Lipton, you know, all those brilliant doctors says, every single cell or the atoms, we, we have a memory. So if we a cell have a memory, what happened to you? That frequency has been stored in a through the frequency or the magnetically in the DNA or through the cells, right? So if your body knows what happened to you, for example, physical trauma or any type of chemical trauma or allergy, anything happened in your life or your even previous life which from ancestors, right? Everything stores in your DNA, in your cells. So now if you get access to that information, now your body can tell you or communicate with you, yes, that happened to me. I was seven years old. I almost drowned in the lake. That was my trauma that I cannot go into near near to the water because I get this, you know, incredible anxiety that triggers. But many people don't remember those things. But when you access to that through applied kinesiology, body can give you feedback. Yes, you're seven years old. Trauma happened. What was that? That was water. The body can give you every information. If you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button. Now. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. So. So are you doing kind of an evaluation process when you're talking to somebody and utilizing the modalities that you have, the diagnostic yes. tools, you can determine, okay, say a person's having pain, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. The, and it might be very centralized here, but that might not be the origin, Correct. right? Yes. It could be linked to something, you know, drowning, yeah. a car mm -hmm. accident that they had when they were two. Correct. Is that what you're yes. saying? Okay. Exactly. Yes. So, are you then doing some deduction on in, intake with the patient, and you're looking at full history, and you're oh. you're you're mm -hmm. basically putting a puzzle together in your mind and yes. a historical referencing and how because you're not really right there looking at DNA. You're not going in from mm. an epigenetic standpoint at that point. You're just getting basically an intake, a breakdown of this historical traumas that they've experienced, mm -hmm. and then how the body has communicated since that, yes. that time. Okay, yes. got you. Mm -hmm. Now I understand mm -hmm. where you're at. Yes, because the body has a story, right? We all have a story. So if you don't decode the story, what would happen those particular moments of time, and that trapped into your energetic field or even manifesting physically or chemically anyway, right? We wanted to decode them and then we wanted to heal those particular, those blocks. <laughs> okay, this is another one. In regards to auto, autoimmune dysfunction, which is a whole a lot of people have multiple things happening. Yes. How do you determine point of origin there? So you can talk to the you know conversation to your body. For example, it is really that nutrition was a physical trigger to get to where you got to as an autoimmune expression. Body says, okay, yes, while well, you're eating too much gluten, yeah, that creates a stress in your small intestine that you know that get into this autoimmune you know, you know leaky gas through autoimmune issues. Or the body says, no, it's deeper than that. It's the emotional components involved. And the body says, yes, that is the root cause of the problem, actually. Then think about it. 
everybody, every single person eat gluten in the world, does everybody get the autoimmune? No, you won't, right? There are a particular group of people, individual manifest autoimmune, but the other people, they don't. Now that's what the scientists like, boggle their minds, say, okay, it's not A plus B equals C. This is where subtle healing, quantum healing become the really, really potent way to approach the body because our body is so unique. What's underlying the emotional trauma or psychological trauma that triggers those physical problems. <laughs> right. So then are you then looking at the root as kind of multifaceted meaning? So mm. now we know that the gut and the brain link, there's an emotional component and there's mm. a nutritional component, possibly in an immune inflammatory response co oh. component. So then you, you treat the patient with multi, so we have to address the mind in tandem with the inflammation. Yes, correct. Okay. That makes total sense to me versus just focusing in on, which I've no fault to the doctors that I've worked with. Practitioners are all wonderful, but they oftentimes just hone in, oh, well, we need to work on small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. That mm -hmm. is the problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then I'm working religiously and a lot of people get on that hamster wheels of yes. small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, kill mm -hmm. protocols and trying to fix their, their gut and their diet, but they never seem to get off. And I often think there's probably a mind component involved. Yes. Yes. You are already okay. involved very well. So, okay. So thank you for clarifying that. So you just don't look at the body as a singular approach. You you look at it as, okay, we have maybe multiple factors that we need to work on. So here you create a full plan for your patients for full body healing. Yes. yes. Perfect. I love that. I love that. You know, okay. Yeah, sorry, ahead, sorry, sorry. So, so yeah, I want to just add that the point here. It is, you know, it's not end of be all. You know, this is where we know where we are. I'm sure that our consciousness keep evolving. We're expanding. We got to keep discovering maybe different layer to it. But this is what we know among the old integration of medicines or quantum science behind them. This is all the layers involved according right. to that. Yeah. Healing the onion back. Healing the onion back. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I want to dive into your background with functional mind medicine. What is that? Well, functional mind medicine, this is where... There's two principles here that you know we've been believing it. You know, physical body is the most important. Then we start discovering about energy medicine. You know, energy, which is the our body cannot function without energy. Now we go, oh yes, of course, there's the batteries inside. If the battery is dead, your body cannot function. So there's energy within your body, right? Then who's moving the energy? Well, this is what the nervous system or the nervous system. Well, who's controlling the nervous system hormones? Energy is the mind, right? When the mind dictates where the electron goes, there's a signal goes, correct? Right, right. So then that becomes, oh, then emotion's important, then mind is important, right? So we are, we just start looking back and then to the end, who are we? Are we a spiritual being? Yes, wow, okay, we know that we believed all the gods and creator, whatever it is, right? So we really being brainwashed or we've been believing it, body is the first. God or spirituality or the mind is the last. Now, Quantum University, Dr. Paul Dewing, who is the president of a Quantum University, he as a medical doctor, as a physician, went through all the journey. And he and many other uh, scholars has been talking about we are spiritual being having a physical experience. So if you don't address that first spirituality, consciousness, it, mental, mind, 
the mind is one that are tangible for a human being. From here, mind dictates emotion into the energy, into the physical. So we can have a downward causation, not the upward causation. That's fascinating. So is that kind of applied to what, where I introduced you with the five layers of healing? Yes. Okay. Exactly. That yeah. makes sense mm -hmm. to your model. Yes. To which in, within those five layers, you're looking for blocks, correct? Blocks. Yes. Come from that consciousness, the observer, the mediator between higher self or creator or your expression or your origin of you as a light, then as a human being, mental, right? That's the mind and the energy, emotions, energy, and the physical. That's the human experience part of it. Right. So when you have tapped into this consciousness with the Dr. Joe Dispenza, you know, many of the amazing, brilliant scientists and, you know, teachers saying that when you tap into the consciousness, that's what we call quantum field, which is a zero field, unified field. This is where everything can start. You can rewrite your story, rewrite your you know, neuroplasticity, how you're operating. So this is where we go into the mind medicine or functional medicine, get into the level of the understanding and how can I express from there downwards. <laughs> that is amazing. The model just is mind blowing for me. I could go deeper into that topic yes. and we absolutely need to have another discussion around this because I'm fascinated by it. Yes. Okay, let's move forward to just, and I also want to go back, we're going to talk about the, the quantum natural state, which you have re referenced on a lot of, on your YouTube channel, yeah. in your book. I, I want to dive deeper into the quantum natural state and how people often don't live in that natural state. <laughs> but I want to ask you, what, do you do bioresonance therapy? Yes, I have a several different devices using the, well, I started from, there was about 25 years ago, almost when I, after five years in my medical practice, I came across the devices that can measure those bioenergetic field. And I was very fascinated with it along the way with NAET. So there's a company, actually doctor's name, Dr. Vol, V-O-L-L. He's the physician, medical doctor, and then PhD in electrical engineer from Germany. So he was the person that literally 1940s that translated Chinese meridian system into measurable electromagnetic energetic field. So then the, it was more the analog type of a very, very deep, big devices that he analyzed using between the different skins, using electrons, how the resistance happened between the skin meridian system, they pinpoint all the Chinese acupuncture points. Then this Dr. Clark, it, he's the, um, another engineer, he said, well, if you can do that, then can we digitalize all the information? So he digitalized information into the computerized software that happens by the Dr. Clark. He is his technology called uh, Biomeridian System and the Static Health. So I got deeply involved, I got certified, went to the education, understanding the technology. So that was a starting point of the bioresonance uh, devices that I start exploring it. This is amazing. Yes. Okay, so do you feel that that has then segued into the infoceuticals? The whole Evil correct. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. which is a growing. I mean, that is it's massively being marked. I'm seeing so many companies investing in that type of technology for diabetes, cancer. 
Yes. It's really for drug delivery, which I think is fascinating. Isn't it? Well, I think about it in ancient time. I think that maybe my pronunciation is wrong. The voodoo doll, you know, the doll that uh, you put your name or the picture and they say, oh, I don't like this person. You know, you got to, you know, they put the nails in the hands, right? Actually, there's, uh, I forgot the name of the university, but they've done research that basically somebody, let's say my name, my pictures on the voodoo doll, and then 100 miles away, they see e, uh, EKG or no, no, the uh, EEG and look at the MRI where that lights up and the neurons, where that tap into the physical body 100 miles away. And they saw the subtle changes in the neural activities in the brain that are identical to where they tap into it in the voodoo doll. So that's for front of a now fast forward in a quantum science. Now, why those things happen? We talk about that entanglement. Your photo, when you take the picture of you or your name, your birthday, your you know, place, your, your born, you put your every information that are only exclusive to you in the information field. They are instantly entangled with your physical body. That's what the technology is using, all of them. It's just fascinating. We're just on the tip of the iceberg with all this. It is. Okay, I want to get your opinion on this. Do you think there's anything that's happening with this that might cause you to pause and proceed with caution? Because, I mean, we are definitely able to tap into the consciousness with AI. So what's your thoughts? Do you have a little bit of hesitation or concerns? Well, I think based on the, the founder of some technology company who produced that quantum science base, the technology. So some of the technology don't allow any negativity or other bad intention to able to influence those frequency or the AI. So which means that they are very safely protected, that they cannot even put that those any negative frequency in it. Versus the I'm sure that there are technology or people who have the wrong intention, put that just like Buddha though, right? You can right. put hatred or anger to the person they can send that those frequency. It's very subtle. It's not like you notice dramatically, but over time in the subtle energy, you'll keep it print, creating blueprints around you. Then your physical, the physical body will move towards the directions. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. When you're working with patients, and obviously we're entangled right now. You're obviously tapping into their energy fields. You're entangled with them. But I also think too, how does that impact you as a practitioner? Because you're now entangled with people that are sick, that have yeah. blocks. How does this phenomenon work? Yes, I think this is where the energetic boundary is very important. Like, like a person who impasse. You know, if they don't block them energy or they're intentionally not, because when I'm really tapping into your body, I have to really focus on you right now, right? At the present moment. If I'm not focused on it, I'm not entangled. I'm not able to look into your body, no. So the intention is really, really important. And then having the boundary. So here's my boundary. So basically, some people use that. I like the ancient technology called sodium salt. (laughs) Salt is a cleansing. My aunt always, she said, carry the pack of salt and in your pocket. They are deeply cleansed and then they don't get you into any negative energy into your body. And then you replace that, those salt every day. <laughs> what? That's really cool. I've never yeah. heard of that. Yes. That's amazing. The, the, Your intentions down the road is to teach people. Cause I think a lot of times people mm-hmm. get sick working with clients because mm-hmm. they don't understand that energetic 
exchange. Yeah. Yes. And I think what you just said is the energetic boundaries and people need to understand how to create those boundaries. Yes. They need to understand how to, I don't know if the word's right, but unentangle, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about your academy and your future with that. So let's dive deeper into the quantum field. What is a quantum leap? And quantum can you give an example of a quantum leap? Yes, yes, I, I love the quantum leap. Actually, as a matter of fact, the yeah, uh, 19, 1960s and in, in the hospital, the San Francisco hospital, the there is actual research that I can send you the link on that. And the, the cardiologists, you know, the, the really high intense ICU cardiology department, people who are suffering heart attacks through deep, you know, the heart issues. So they picked that 40 or 50 patients, okay? And then the local church, you know, they have a group of prayers. So people pray for this, you know, people always. So they say, well, quantum leap really stands for the suddenly, like by praying to the God that, you know, your cancer disappears or disease, you know, disappeared. So what happened was that when the group, the intensity, but the intention, when you entangle to the individual, so they picked that patient's Doctor didn't know, nurse didn't know, nobody knew who has been picked in the hospital, patients. So they, at the only people prayer knows that just the name. So they pray for the individual, you know, week after week. I think there was a six week study after the research shows people has been picked and prayed. Their recovery of your, their disease, like a 30 or 40% more improvement than any other patients. Wow. And I, I'm just going to throw out my example. My little nephew mm -hmm. was in the hospital and it was a dire situation. He was born very premature, 20, I think 24 or 25 mm -hmm. weeks. And we had a quantum leap experience yes. because of prayer. It was a, a miraculous turnaround. Now you told me a little bit about, and I don't mean to go there, but with your mother, did yeah. she experience a quantum leap or was that more of an intervention on your part? So intervention on my part of the, I was able to read her body, having a conversation with my mother's body. Says, is this really what's happening to her cell? Cell came by feedback to me and said, no, that's not what I'm dealing with. And then that was enough information. And then there was a trust between my mother, trust me. And then I trust, I don't know why, whatever trust, but I have this face that, okay, this is the information coming up. So I told all the doctors in ICU, that's not the infection that she's dealing with. She's not dying. So they are about to take that all the organs out. So she cannot speak anymore. She cannot eat by herself through the surgery. So that was the, either you take off or maybe she died from the infection. So that was really what is uh, you know, turning point. So having a conversation, body says, no, that's not the, she, basically the doctor was saying there's a hole in the esophagus that the infection can reach to the artery that can shock her heart. She, she could die any moment. So that's very scary things to hear. But when the conversation says, no, that's not what's happening. She doesn't have a hole. And then body says, so, okay, let's just keep doing it. So I did my, all those different healing modalities, acupuncture through different type of energetic healing. And then of course they gave the antibiotics just in case, you know, infection. Then within the three days, she came back to 100% better and normal. So the doctor says, sorry, that was my uh, mistake. That was just a shadow that we saw. It was a bubble instead of it was a hole. 
Oh my goodness. That I just think how many people have had that? How many people have, you know, just because of one diagnostic test or, you know, Mm. a shadow or something like that, where it just ruined their lives. Uh, That is amazing that she had you. (laughs) So that was my leap in a way that my quantum leap, leap into this faith that I had the trust of this conversation. The body knows the best. Let's tap into the body. I love that story. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, let's talk about what is the natural quantum state. Can you explain that? Yes. So natural quantum state is a three components, right? As a being, our quantum body, which is our physical expression, which is still the it's not the actual physical body that we know because behind the scene of a physical body being operated by this energetic field. Then there's a quantum mind. Again, tap into this consciousness that continuously having conversation with your quantum mind. Then quantum self, which, you know, we don't go into too deep on the quantum self. I love, you know, because I'm curious, I'm always curious about everything. There's a many mystical practice through many different platforms. You heard about astrology or pneumology. There's a uh, newest one called human design or yeah, yeah, the gene keys. Have you heard about these things? So once you tap into put into your information, the uh, your birthday again, quantum field, your birthday, your birth time, your city, and where you're born. You put in all the information. They can tell you your actual blueprints, where you came from. What was what is your beings all about? So I, that's amazing. <laughs> So think about it, that if you know your blueprints, right? Okay, I'm the, so my blueprints is called, according to their platform, I'm a one three as a profile, which means that wise, I'm always love to investigate and research, which I do all the time. And then number three is unconscious side. I want to try and error. I want to experience and see if that become a true wisdom, truth to me, then I'm going to share my knowledge to other people. So when I read that, I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I do. And now knowing my quantum self, I can, I'm fully confident. My face is right there. I can keep having a journey of my life. And I'm 100% in it as a passion. <laughs> what I see is the link to your birth. So your creation yes. has a quantum field yes. and almost like, I want to say the evolution or how the world was created, the big bang theory or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I I picture that in my head at the moment of conception and birth at conception of when the sperm met the egg. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, so immediately you're given, I did you say gene keys? Is that what it's called? Yes. There's another one for gene keys. Mm -hmm. So then automatically you have a blueprint. Correct. How your brain is going to be designed, how you're going to react to your world. Obviously, if there's any way that we can tap into the blueprint to understand death outcomes, more, what you're going to be dealing with throughout your life, mm-hmm. potentially, if not based on epigenetics or environmental factors or lifestyle, or that is really fascinating to me. And I look at a lot of times with my own clients' temperament. So how do I work at a foundational level with clients based on how they naturally innately respond? This would be something I would be interested in studying. Yeah. Well, why did you say was exactly, you know, homeopathy, we have a temperament, right? We have all different types. So think about Ayurvedic medicine. We have a kapha, pitta, vata, all different types. 
Chinese medicine, eaching, we have a 64 different types. So an ancient wisdom already observed the human phenomena of we all different unique expression that we have from the birth, right? Then as environmentally, we have been conditioned <laughs> in that many times not good ways, right? We, yeah. we receive those trauma, right? Fear, everything, society controlling. So we deviated from a true self into this conditioned self. So this is where the conflict that manifests into the physical, emotional, energetic, psychological, everywhere. Wow, yes. But I do want to go back to, to one yeah. thing. Understanding this, what are some of the common blocks? So you're talking about the five layers, right? Mm -hmm. What are some of the common blocks that you see in people that are struggling and can't achieve their health goals? Well, I think that the mindset, number one, I think the, well, the people who are not advancing or they're trying, they try to heal, but then they somehow that the fear of the unknown fear of going outside or the question always, well, there's the word, what if, you know, by doing that, it's not going to heal. What if I doing that, it's not going to get better. So this, the, our, the reptile gene of this, you know, negativity, you know, survival, the, that survival genes, the energetic expression is so strong beyond that, the level of the consciousness or awareness or, you know, okay, no, I'm going to look outside of the box and see, I'll get curious and see there's a pot, pot, possibilities out there. Because think about it, we have unlimited potential. We all do. Every single person is a little beautiful being, but we have been so conditioned, so blocked out. So that what the difference is that everybody have a courage to go outside of the unknown beyond the current state. This is where that great journey, the healing process that happening. Yes. So I, I look at it as reconditioning. Reconditioning. And, and then learning adaptive, yes. getting acquiring adaptive tools and learning yes. adaptive skill sets. Yes. That's where I see the miraculous shifts mm -hmm. in talking to doctors. And I, I think it's definitely needs to be stressed because we are chronically conditioned and we need to understand how to recondition to the, then get more homeostasis, find that natural quantum state to then, if you want to further accelerate your mental health, your mental peak performance, you have to acquire adaptation skills, get yeah. out of your comfort zone, <laughs> right? I agree completely. Yes, I agree. yes. So, but this yes. is where the quantum nature. So, quantum nature is the three components: the quantum self, which is true nature, the uh, quantum body, where the, you know your your DNA expression. You get a blood type B, A's. This is very unique, and you get to tap into your uniqueness of a physical expression, the uniqueness of a mind expression. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Thank you so much. Okay. Real quick, I do want to ask you. How does epigenetics, genetics influence it? I know you kind of touched upon that, mm -hmm. but my other question is, can we be impacted by previous generations or we are impacted by generational trauma, even though it's not occurring during our lifetime? Right. So this is where the, I mean, 
the study of genetic, they know that uh, those coding exists, right? But the coding exists while well, somebody in a family chain of the high blood pressure. So people think that, oh, because the, all my grandfather, grand, you know, great grandfather, everybody had high blood pressure. So I'm de designated to have that high blood pressure, right? So yes, that information is there, but the gene study, you know, gene um, research says that whether you turn on the signal on or off, that's up to epigenetic, that's the environment, correct? Right. Yeah. Correct, yep, wonderful. So, yeah, so ancestors can influence that, yes, but then we are in control, we are master, of your destiny, that's what Dr. Bruce Lipton says. <laughs> yes, just because my great-grandfather died from high blood pressure doesn't mean that that is my destiny. Yes, <laughs> love yeah, it. correct. And I witnessed that in my practice, many patients, they have a migraine, family of migraine, they came migraine, and I want to change the mindset. So I invite them, is it possible that you could be the one of the family member could turn off the genes? So. I keep inviting, if the people are you know, curious enough, they're open enough to get the idea, then their neuroplasticity, they start shift. You know, now they start lighting up the different neural communication network, right? Right. Those people can have a leap from that A to B. That's a quantum leap, isn't it? <laughs> that is amazing. And what you just said, your phrase is, is it possible? Mm -hmm. Gets the brain to shift, shift. the yes. wording. Just that phrase alone. Yes. Is it possible? Always. Powerful. Well, who to say you, you're going to die with a cancer? How did, does this person know, right? I say, is it possible that I'm the only person, could be 3% of the population that I'm not going to die? If you ask a medical doctor, they have an answer to it. They say, it's possible. Well, you know, who to say it's impossible? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. That's wonderful. I love that. Okay, we're going to talk about all of your works and everything that you've put out in the universe. So let's talk about your amazing YouTube channel. So for those folks that are following and listening in, you can go to YouTube and listen to Expanding Your Awareness, Conversations with Dr. June. And I'm going to tell you, I've listened to three of the episodes and they are phenomenal. Everything about it, editing, the, the conversation, the questions, the Q&A. I want, I want to know a little bit more about that. There were two episodes that struck me. The first one was with, one with Cl Kenneth Close discussing inheriting experiences. And the second one was with Jim Harrison on dealing with emotional trauma and how it impacts the olfactory system. Mm -hmm. So talk to us a little bit more about this work that you're doing. So I'm the, I was invited with my uh, conscious heater. She's a brilliant person. Her name is Sheila. She organized this network called the Conscious Awakening Network. And they talk about the many subjects, like a Gaia TV of the more consciously she wanted to approach more come from the heart centered. So it's a very smaller community, but expanding within that just one year, they have a 50,000 view a month now. Yeah. Wow. That's so, so she was, unfortunately, she and I really work uh, click well, and she loves what I do. So she invited me to create episodes, so-called, you know, the awakening, you know, conscious awakening through the health and the wellness. So I created 24 episodes in the last six months. Oh. Wow. That is wonderful. You're a busy guy. I don't know how you're doing it all. <laughs> Just like you do a real thing that you know, other people are too, so busy. So how can they do that? Right. 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 I know. I hear you on that. Yeah. I mean, you guys, if you haven't, if you're not familiar, please go to his YouTube channel. Again, I'm just going to repeat it because I think it's worth repeating. It's called Expanding Your Awareness, Conversations with Dr. June. 
each episode is intriguing. You're going to be hooked, but I want to move towards your book that you co-authored that's available on Amazon titled Wake Up Miracles of Healing from Around the World. I have it available on my Amazon page, but you can also get a personalized signed copy if you email Dr. June direct, which I will also put in the description of this episode. Can you give us a little insight on the book and what viewers will and readers will expect? Yes, so this is a total of over, over 42 doctors, healers, is a practitioners. They, they're all co-authors. They are all brilliant, you know, amazing individual. Whether they're going to talk about their miracle of their own healing that they have, like a quantum leap, or their patients and clients. So they all have incredible, uh, unique stories. And it's all based on their truths, based on the many of this Dr. Joe Dispenza, for example, based on the scientific evidence behind them. Right. Wow. So I share about my mother's story, how we can communicate through the body, you know, how the communications. Yeah. So you gave a little bit of a glimpse into what they'll read regarding your story in the book. Yes. Well, so this is where the my my brother never calls me, called me when I moved to here in the US three years. So that was uh, 10 years ago. So 23 years ago, 23 years in. Monday morning, my brother called me, my cell phone, before I get into the patient room, nine o'clock. And then, so I said, oh gosh, my brother's calling. So I pick up the phone, says, hey, what's happening? That's very unusual. And then he, his first words was the, our mother is in trouble. Ooh. Whoa, that's not, that doesn't sound good. No. So then I heard the story about she had an infection, she was in the ICU. She could die. So that uh, five surgeons says that if you don't do surgery now, you know, the potential she can die, but that we could save her life potentially, you know, taking the, the esophagus out and the throats out. But that's a big deal, you know, I mean, to make a decision right at the moment. So I, I flew back next day and they went to the hospital. Then this is where the journey starts. I start having a conversation with my mother's body how really what's happening in her body, what's really behind the scene is all about. That's amazing. So this is what the readers can expect. Correct. When they download your book yes. or they purchase your book. I love it. I think it's wonderful. And I think it'll give a lot of people hope ropes because yes. a lot of people lose faith and mistrust their body. And all of the brilliant authors that participated in this co-authored yeah. book it'll rejuvenate the hope within us to heal that's ourselves because our bodies are miraculous. Yes. That's wonderful. Yeah. So I want to also talk to you about your decoders, Quantum Decoders Academy. And I'm going to put the links all in the description of this, the episode in regards to how you can follow him on Instagram and Facebook and connect with him. But talk about the future of that. Yes. So I am creating the courses the quantum mind, we talk about the quantum body and how can I really hone into quantum body. It takes about 66 days, according to this research by University of College of London, that human behavior become automatically new. This is the key to become automatic is 66 days. So my course is about 66 days of a transformation to become quantum body, quantum mind and quantum self. Wow. And you're going to be teaching people this. Yes, the courses. So then we'll have a courses that periodically I teach based on the after they finish, then we're going to create a community to share what has evolved, what has made into the quantum leap of yourself. 
Yeah. Sign me up. I would love to learn this. So, okay. Here's the last part of my interview. Yes. The last three most important questions. If mm -hmm. you had a saying or quote that best describes your philosophy on health and or life, what would it be? As you decode your conditioned self, you will start seeing your true self. Wonderful. I love that. I love that. It gave me chills. <laughs> okay, the next question. What do you hope to see yourself doing in five to 10 years? So you keep expanding this quantum decoders community to help guide and help people towards proactive approach towards the health and awareness. So without having the community, knowing this brilliant doctors and healers and practitioners that are locally reside where you live, right? But they don't have, but people don't know where to go, how to access to that, who's heart centered, who's ego centered. So we want to create that this community that really truly come from this, okay, let's work together. No, I do better than you do, not that. Right, right. That's wonderful. I love that. My last question. Yes. <laughs> For those struggling with their health or facing a health challenge, what hope rope message would you give to them today? Yes. So shifting your way to look at things and keep expanding awareness with courage. Yes. I love it. Well, thank you, Dr. June. It was a pleasure. I really appreciate this interview. I was so looking forward to it. You're just a gift, honestly, to the world and brilliant. You're such an outside of the box thinker and we need more people like you. And I'm really excited about the Quantum Decoders Academy because we're going to multiply you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we all rise together, right? This is where all our community have to rise together, coming from the heart center consciousness. Correct. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Yes. Okay. So learn more about Dr. June would be to go to his website at www.drdrjyun.com. Now, if you have any direct questions for him, you'll want to email him at info at drjune.com, or you can go to drjune at quantumdecoders.com. Follow him on Facebook. His Facebook handle is Dr. June. He also is on Quantum Decoders. His IG handle is at Dr. June, or you can find him at, at Quantum Decoders. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for listening in today. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for the invitation and thanks so much for allowing me to share what I'm passionate about. A special thank you to our guest expert, Dr. June Shimashu of drjune.com. You can find all of his links in the episode of this description. If you like what you heard, please hit the subscribe button and you'll be notified of future episodes. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, or connect with us through our website at www dot flip f-l-i-p in shift dot com again www dot flip in shift dot com